0: Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. The collapse of Champlain Tower South Condominium is a wake-up call. These Iranian-backed
1: militias have been using these commercially available drones. We're taking action. They launched those airstrikes.
2: Washington State hit 118 degrees. That's hotter than Las Vegas, Nevada
1: has ever been.
0: Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Well, Portland and Washington, they they run things like hell, so (laughs) I might as well feel like it. Unbelievable. It's payback. Hey, it is uh, Tuesday, but we're going to play political trivia today. We're sort of discombobulated because of uh, the upcoming holidays. We'll just put it that way. My schedule is discombobulated. So, we're going to play political trivia today. And uh, what is the schedule, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> we'll be here Thursday, but we'll be pre recording on Thursday. We'll be off Friday and Monday. So, we're taking a long weekend for the Independence Day holiday. Uh, College Fix is reporting a black student group at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill has demanded that school officials immediately give a tenured professor job to Nicole Hannah Jones. Now she is the uh, individual who made up didn't she want a Pulitzer prize for this made up the 1619 project story? She did but you
2: know Pulitzer prize if you go through the winners uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's about to, like a
0: Nobel Prize. It used to mean something yeah. not anymore. Uh, the list of demands were announced at a recent rally campus in support of Hannah Jones, who recently said she will refuse to fulfill her contractual obligation in her five-year agreement and start teaching on Thursday. She has demanded tenure despite signing a contract without a guarantee. Let her go. If she's not going to show up, let her go. Don't pay her a nickel. Oh, yeah. I mean, she, she's acting like this. You are really, really lucky to have me coming there. <laughs> let her go. <laughs> Good night. This is yet another example of UNC not supporting their black students and staff and showing their commitment to white supremacy, UNC Black Student Movement wrote on Instagram in a promotion for the rally. We condemn the actions of the Board of Trustees and stand in solidarity with Nicole Hannah-Jones and all black faculty and staff that are disenfranchised by this university. The black student group wants no UNC police at resident hall move-in. They want increased funding for counseling and psychological services and a more diverse counseling services staff. The students also want to be alerted when dangerous white supremacists are on campus. (laughs) Like the white supremacists, if they're they're coming there, I mean, it's probably pretty rare that they even show up, but if they're coming there, do you think they call the dean and say, oh, by the way, dean, we'll be there at 10 uh, (laughs) o'clock tomorrow morning and uh, just make sure everybody knows that we're coming. The student paper does not explain what the reference to white supremacists is about. However, in January, someone entered a campus social justice organization building and drew swastikas on the ground and stole tax documents. The suspect, Kevin Sleem, has a number of confusing social media posts and spent several months undergoing medical evaluations before being arrested. You know, and the truth of the matter is, it, it's, it seems like a majority of these times where some nut comes in and does something like this. Now, this this guy was a nut.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But how many times does this happen? We read about it, and you find out it's actually some liberal trying to indict somebody that would consider themselves conservative. Oh, yeah.
2: You know, is it tomorrow that the trustees meet over this issue? Uh, they're meeting soon. I'm not sure if it's tomorrow or not. Um, I think it's, it's this week.
0: Oh uh, so I can't imagine Let's see. Sorry. I I, Sorry. I don't I, I my hunch is they're not gonna take this overly seriously, although never never hold your breath on this kind of thing. You never know how they're gonna react. Other requests include more funding for the Carolina Women's Center and a promise not to replace the departing president of the Carolina Women's Center with a white woman. That sounds rather <laughs> racist. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so we you can bring in whoever you want, but make sure they're not white. The decision by the trustees not to give immediate tenure to Hannah Jones has no academic, she has no academic experience, is putting, they went on to say, is putting the black students' physical state safety at risk. The last thing we want to do is to be fighting for our academic and physical lives, Derek Davis said, because if the board of trustees can't protect our academic interest. By providing teachers that look like us to promote diversity and inclusion, as they say, then what purpose do they have? Maybe their purpose is to educate you. Yeah, maybe so. I, I didn't. I thought that's the the main deal of uh, college education is to prepare you for life.
2: Board of Trustees, they're meeting tomorrow. They are over this issue.
0: So, we'll, this I think okay. <laughs> Well, uh, Derek Davis, this guy that just said that, they, he wants to basically abolish the Board of Trustees completely. Now, I don't know if that means we're going to replace the Board of Trustees or let's just get rid of them and we'll just have anarchy, which seems what the left wants. Just get rid of the flagship university. Why not? Well, uh, here's, a, here's a solution that would make them happy. Just fire all the white people that work <clears throat> for UNC, Chapel Hill. Well, that, 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 I, Apparently that's what they want, right? <laughs> it's amazing
2: to me that this issue... Because I mean, people are not I, – I read the 1619 Project when it first came out maybe a <clears throat> year and a half ago, maybe, and uh, before it was really got a lot of legs, and – I was astounded some of the stuff in there. And then, then the history uh you know, the, the notable letters that the, the history professors from across the country wrote wrote about it and how know, wonderful it was. No, these no these these are history professors that, that were legit. They're legit. Okay, the most respected right. history professors in the country <laughs> at liberal universities. And they just, you know, said how much hogwash was there in it basically. And then if you go on the website now, um, I didn't print any of the information out because they had all the links. I just read it online. It's, uh, it's, there's a lot of things been taken out. It's still the substance is still there, but um, and then when she was challenged on it during that time, Nicole Hannah Jones, she says, "Well, it's really not a piece of history. It's a piece of journalism." <laughs> okay, journalism. Yeah, it's just a little, how about a little, piece of fiction? Yeah, you know, how, about maybe that's piece, a, how about a piece of? Oh no, I can't say that. Um, but I, I think the board of trustees will be talking about them caving. They, they don't. They don't have any principles. They, I, so, some will, but the, the majority will be afraid to stand up because. Well, bye
0: bye, UNC. Just you
2: know, if if, if they cave on this, are are we going to give everyone tenure as a head of a a journalism department it's just p- because they want to pull a, pull a prize? What's her academic record?
0: Well, apparently it has to to do with what race you are. She hadn't been in academia. Yeah, it's ridiculous. The Daily Wire is reporting, going back to uh, our teaser at the beginning, uh, on this building collapse down in uh, the Miami area. A pool contractor who evaluated the South Tower of the Chaplain um, Tower, he was looking at the basement of the of the building basically and looking at the equipment and the structure of the pool now we mentioned yesterday there was one 40-year-old woman who was actually on her telephone with her husband talking about the odd sounds that she was hearing and she as she was talking to her husband she's saying the pool is sinking into a sinkhole and then the phone went dead and mm-hmm. again she's one of the missing uh, this guy, the pool contractor, was there getting ready to put a bid in in a major renovations for the structure of the pool, and he took all kinds of photographs, which has now been released to the Miami Miami Herald. And it it is not good. This individual said there was all kinds of standing water. There was major cracks in the concrete. There were exposed rebar that was rusting away, and... Another expert who saw the photographs said, while that looks bad, that doesn't look like what would bring down the building, but what this other expert says, it's not what you see that I would fear, it's what you don't see that's underneath the building, mm-hmm. the foundation, which is what you don't see, and that is probably what the build- brought the building down. We were talking before the program, though, how many lawyers are on their way down to Florida to... Uh, file lawsuits uh there is going to be numerous numerous lawsuits
2: and i think i read where there was a report to the uh condo association board or whatever um saying back what last april the repairs that were needed and 12 15 million i think was the number i heard and they were talking about possible assessments and
0: uh it, it would i mean sounds to me like 12 or 15 million would have been a drop in the bucket Yeah, if you look on our uh, Facebook page or on uh, Cable 7, you can see the photographs there that the contractor uh, put up. And uh, not good. The the one on the left is the current photographs. The one on the right was the uh, photographs from years ago. Uh, Not in good shape. What really is bizarre, though, uh, never underestimate how a liberal will use something that is as uh, bad as what happened down in Florida. So the. Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm, <laughs> she went on CNN, and I, again, if you if you go and look at the what was it um, who was who was the guy that was in the Obama administration, uh, um, uh, Emmanuel, um, Rah- Rahm Emanuel, yeah, yeah. yeah. never, never Chicago- let a good tragedy go to waste, Chicago guy, yeah, yeah. So Jennifer Granholm was on CNN, and the question came up: Will this be blamed on climate change, Clark? This is cut two will it be blamed on climate change do
1: you think that climate could have played a role in that building's collapse well obviously we don't know fully but we do know that, that the seas are rising I mean we know that we're losing inches and inches of beaches not just in Florida but all around um you know Lake Michigan where I'm from they you know we've seen the loss of beaches because the the waters are rising so you know, this is a phenomenon that will continue, whether it ha- will have to wait to see what the analysis is for this building. But the issue about resiliency and making sure we adapt to this changing climate, that's going to mean levees need to be built. That means seawalls need to be built. That means infrastructure needs to be built. We need to make sure that we invest enough in clearing out the forests so we don't have these weather events. We need to invest in hardening our transmission lines, maybe burying wires so that we can protect areas that are like tinderbox dry there's so much investment that we need to do to protect ourselves from climate change but also to address it and mitigate it and hopefully these infrastructure bills when taken together will make a huge step and allow america to lead again
0: unbelievable (laughs) so they are still searching for bodies 11 people are confirmed dead there's still over 150 missing they're still searching for bodies and yet Never us underestimate the liberals' desire to use a tragedy to push their political agenda and yeah. that's exact this is this is disgusting this is. is absolutely disgusting that's typical though <laughs> it's
2: I can't do it justice, but I remember Al Gore in an interview a few years ago when he was talking about the fish swimming down the streets <laughs> in Miami you remember he was giving this global warming speech It's like he ain't seen fish swimming down the street in Miami. <laughs>
0: The, the, I mean, the, the interesting part, and and the the good news about this, is that the viewers are pissed. Yeah. I mean, CNN got so much pushback on this. Their ratings are horrible. I mean... <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it, well, they, they probably have more people know about this story from the reporting of the story than the actual story itself yeah, I mean, if that you, aired on CNN. If
2: you watch their news... There's just no way you can take it serious. You know what their agenda is. Yeah,
0: big time. (laughs) Hey, listen, we've got a lot to talk about, and we will play political trivia in just a little bit. Uh, Your category today, July 4th. Stay with us. We'll be right back. This is your Drive at Five, an ENC with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back in, Tom and Benny and Clark. Good to have you with us on a Tuesday. Take a look at your weather forecast. If you like today, you're going to have more of the same pretty much the rest of the week. Chance of showers in the afternoons and a slight chance, anywhere from 20 to 30 percent. Highs in the uh, low to mid-90s and uh, clear nights with a uh, low in the 70s. Fourteen years ago today, 2007, the first iPhone went on sale. You know, I, most of the times you see this kind of things and say, wow, I, it seems like it was just yesterday. I would have thought it was a, a lot longer ago. Than fourteen years when the yeah, first iPhone came. I would
2: out. have guessed. I would have guessed probably early two <clears first>, thousands. What was your first?
0: What uh, was your first cell phone?
2: Cell phone. Yeah. Oh. Um. It was a uh, a back phone in a car. <laughs> wow, you were early on. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Mine was a BlackBerry.
2: And then it was mounted to the. Uh, then I
0: got one of the mounted deals. I had a BlackBerry, and you actually had little buttons that you pushed on the uh, to to dial. And my fat fingers—I couldn't do it. I had to. <laughs> now,
2: now I think I was the, well, not the last. I was, I was very late in the game to smartphones. I just, I just refused to have them, and I used to make fun of people about texting, and and that type of thing. But, and, but you
0: succumbed. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Who, who hasn't, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, weather and your iPhone report brought to you by our friends at Ironwood Golf and Country Club. Voted best golf course in Greenville two years in a row. Ironwood Golf and Country Club boasts an 18-hole Lee Trevino design course, full-service dining, an outdoor pool, tennis, and more. Our newly renovated 15,000-square-foot clubhouse is the perfect place to make new traditions with your family. For a limited time, join Ironwood. Pay zero initiation fees. Call 252-752-4653. Find out what makes us the best of Greenville. 252 252- Seven five two forty six fifty three. be a part of the best Ironwood Golf and Country Club.
2: <laughs> so, you, you know, you talk about the cell phone thing right quick and I get thinking about uh you remember the first movie Wall Street with Michael Douglas? Mhm. And uh I think that came out in like 86 or greed 7. Greed is good. Yeah, greed is good. Um I remember him he was talking to Bud Fox, Charlie Sheen's character. He's walking on his beach, you know, and he's holding this mobile phone that looked like the size of a shoebox or something.
0: Oh, yeah. You know, so. my, my mom and her, well, again, we're going back 30 years now, I guess. That's longer ago than that, probably 40 years ago. She would travel from uh, Maryland to North Carolina, and uh, she ended up, because sometimes she went by herself, well, often she went by herself, she got one of these... Portable phones that mm-hmm. you need to have a wheelbarrow to carry with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is an interesting article. Dallas Woodhouse of the Carolina Journal has put out. Um, if you remember, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Uh, I, I just brought this up. There was a story we reported on out of Rocky Mount, where there were a, a, a bunch of things that happened up there between the city manager and I think it was it wasn't just the city manager was also one of the council members yeah
2: the city council uh, member Andre Knight had 47,000 almost 48,000 dollars utility bills that was written off unpaid went years without being paid and was written off I think by city manager uh yeah city manager instructed the finance director to write it off and that was
0: part of a state auditor's report Uh, But then wasn't there also a bunch of um, uh, improper use of credit cards that was going on up there where there was, uh, I I, I remember thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars. I want to get this right before I say it. But as I remember the story, I think there were also some issues with um, misappropriation of funds, uh, unauthorized use of credit cards and that sort of thing.
2: Yeah, some travel travel policy violations and... uh unsubstantiated uh, travel <coughs> travel expenses or unallowable travel expenses.
0: The state's investigation found other indications of corruption, including multiple downtown development managers failed to follow program guidelines resulting in $32,452 of uncollected loans and $28,000 in improperly awarded funds, including to a nonprofit shared by night. The engineering division noncompliance with the city's code of ordinances could cost the city $31,000. City manager Rochelle Small-Tony failed to comply with the city's travel policy, resulting $1,575 in unallowable travel expenses, including lobster and steak dinners and an individual steamed seafood bucket. Um, Anyway, there was—I say all this, and we reported on this uh, three or four weeks ago, probably. No,
2: this this one was longer ago. This um, this was—this is— Several months ago, matter of fact, you're thinking about the um, you're thinking about the school board in N- Nash County. I think nah. <laughs> this is both in Nash yeah. County. Yeah, Nash or County. It's up in the Rocky yeah. Mountain Rocky Mountain area. Uh, anyway,
0: yeah. make a long story short on this deal. The president of the state chapter of the NAACP is leveling accusations of racism and white supremacy against Auditor Beth Wood, who is a Democrat and State Senator Lisa Barnes from Nash County, who's a Republican, over Woods' investigation of corruption in the Rocky Mount City Council, and Barnes proposed legislation intended to address it. Quote, the truth is that Beth Woods and Lisa Barnes, a Democrat and a Republican respectively, are operating tactics and strategies out of the old 1898 racist playbook. State NAACP President Anthony Spearman wrote in a memo, Posted on the group's Facebook page and sent to the North Carolina State Conference of Branches of the NAACP. Really? Yeah. Uh, listen, I, uh, this is this is getting ridiculous. I mean, I you know I don't want this program to to become nothing but race issues, but it's it's craziness.
2: Well, the NAACP um, chairman, director, or whatever Spearman. <laughs> yeah, it, it's definitely political with him. Um, Because I've known Senator Beth Wood, uh, Senator Beth Wood, um, State Auditor Beth Wood since late '80s. I mean, known her well. Used to work together, and she she's a Democrat, but she's a fair person, and she don't care what party you're from, Uh, and she she does good work. Lisa Barnes wrote, I think, was one of the co-sponsors of the Senate bill that they're talking about, um, that basically gives the State Auditor more teeth for these investigations, because really. She just presents a report if a district attorney fails to follow up on it, nothing happens.
0: Basically, if you're a liberal, you use two things. You blame everything on climate change, and if you're accused of something, it's somehow racism.
2: I mean, the the guy, uh, I think it's Knight, the council member up there, I mean, simple question. Why didn't you pay $50,000 worth of utility bills? Period. I mean, just one simple answer. (laughs) And why did the city, city manager write them off, I mean?
0: So Rand Paul said at the end of the day, Joe Manchin is always re- going to vote. He can say all he wants, but at the end of the day, he's always going to vote with Democrats. The Daily Caller is reporting Joe Manchin said earlier today he would support moving toward uh, forward with the Democrat-only infrastructure bill without GOP support. We're going to have to work through reconciliation, which I've agreed that can be done. I just haven't agreed on the amount because I haven't seen everything that everyone is wanting to put in the bill, Manchin said in an interview. But he's for it. I don't know what's in it. I don't know what it's going to cost, but I'm for it. <laughs> Manchin also said the Senate can go through the process of negotiating the bill, saying the Democrats will probably have to go to reconciliation, then do what they have to do to to afford to do it. Uh, th- this whole reconciliation thing is so abused and misused. Oh, yeah. I mean, reconciliation was, okay, how do we balance the budget? How do we go, you know, th- things that would allow us to go forward to operate. And they're using this they just you know it's like holding a cross up to dracula they they hold up the word reconciliation and you're supposed to fall down on your knees and pass it no matter what it's
2: you know i'm not i'm not going to say that they're all do this but there's a lot of democrats and a lot of republicans that you know their minds are made up on any issue that i mean they know what they're told to sign they don't read this stuff they don't know
0: what's going on how can they yeah how can they and- I mean in all honesty i don't care how big your staff is, and they hand you these bills that are twenty two hundred pages and you and you know they, they, they came out with you know uh, procedural acts or i don't know if they were laws or just rules of the of the Senate and the House that you had to have the bills out for so many days so that you could review them and mm-hmm. read them. Yeah, that was flushed down the toilet just oh, yeah. as soon as it was implemented.
2: Yeah, you've had several that you know, would go publicly and say, hey, this is the bill. And, 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 and I'm supposed to read it. And it's like four or five inches thick. and I'm supposed to read got, it in eight yeah, hours. Yeah,
0: we just got it last night, and we got to vote on it today. I mean, it's not possible. Republican Congressman Andy Biggs from Arizona has come out today and blasted Biden's infrastructure bill as a five-lane highway barreling towards socialism. Infrastructure to Democrats is a five-lane highway to socialism. He wrote. Biggs expanded on this tweet to Fox News, saying Democrats have interwoven the socialist policies of the New Green Deal into their infrastructure framework every step of the way. And I think going back to that uh, audio we just played with uh, the woman from uh, on CNN, Jennifer Granholm, I think she referenced the uh, infrastructure bill as, uh, as th- you know, the, the great solution to keep...
2: Taking care of climate change. Yeah, yeah, taking
0: care of climate change to keep buildings from falling down. <laughs> um, when America thinks of infrastructure, he said, this is Andy Bigs speaking." he said they think of roads, bridges, and airports, not unrealistic climate goals that increase our dependence on communist China and social welfare programs that the far left deems human infrastructure. Uh, bingo. Yeah, it's... Um
2: I mean, it's becoming apparent that the Biden administration and the Democrat Party now pretty much is going to do whatever – what is in China's best interest. I mean, it's, it's – things are lining up too much that it's always in China's favor, everything that they're for. And if this Paris Climate Accord, you think China is that – you think China gives a rat's
0: – you know what? Yeah. that thing? Well, the truth thing? of the matter is n- none of these countries are. No. None of these countries are. The only ones that will adhere to it are the socialists in the United States – that want a global one-world system, and they look at this as ways to decrease American productivity and increase third-world countries, and for that matter, countries all over the, the, the world that aren't as productive as the united states are uh, you know they they want a one world government a one world system
2: collectivism yeah. yeah and uh, and collectively they they're smart enough to know these other countries know it is a heck of a lot easier to bring the united states down than bring them up bring them up because you got to
0: get up off your fat rear end and go to work yep um all i can say is the state of nevada must have a lot of ugly women <laughs> <laughs> mm Transgender uh, crowned Miss Nevada will be the first trans to compete in the Miss USA pageant. Wow. Mm. I, I thought.
1: Will do anything.
0: Well, she's, he's ugly, but she's, he's not that ugly, Nancy. Um, yeah, this. Uh, Kata Luna Enriquez. I haven't seen this. I might have to look her up. We'll will it look, be. Whatever. Him up. He will be the first openly uh, transgender competitor to participate in the upcoming Miss USA pageant. You mean to tell me you could not find a young lady? <laughs> I, this is... And what uh, happens when he doesn't win? Oh, well, th- it'll be... Yeah, they'll, they'll blame that on uh, transgeniophobia or whatever they call it. What do what it, it, they what what call you if you're uh, anti-trans? You're not homophobic. You're transphobic, I guess. The twenty-seven-year-old uh, 27 beat out twenty-one biologically female competitors in Nevada's preliminary round. Uh, he in, um, in his inclusion in Nevada's event and victory is very odd, considering there's already a separate Ms. Trans Global competition that takes place annually. No, it's not. They that that's not good enough. They don't want their own ugly contest. They want to invade and be accepted by all, and you have to praise and glorify it and and affirm it. Um,
2: I don't know how to ask this question, but um, hmm. um, she had the equipment changed out.
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't know, I don't know how you ask that. Well, I guess we'll find out when they have the bikini but part this, of
2: it. But this picture here is. Oh. Uh,
0: I, I don't, don't say it.
2: Don't say it. Uh, I mean, uh, we might have to have an equipment check, folks. You can check it. I ain't checking.
0: I ain't, going oh down I ain't going down to that level. <laughs> I, I mean, you'll have to watch the bikini part of it. Ooh, that's bad. <laughs>
1: well, isn't that special?
0: Speaking of uh, unattractive women, Vogue magazine. You know the entire time we the the prettiest first lady we have ever had, and nobody. I'm <laughs> sorry, you cannot mm. argue this. The no. prettiest first lady we had was the wife of our former president Donald
2: Trump. Jackie Kennedy uh, was even a close close second, but without yeah.
0: doubt, yeah. Who that about? A professional model, <laughs> yeah, supermodel. <laughs> Melania. Mm. Vogue never did anything on her. Never had her on the cover. Jill Biden. Shows up on the cover of Mode magazine for their August issue and uh, put together a a puff piece on Jill. Never mentioned that her questionable background on how she and Joe got together.
2: Oh, yeah, the love story for her ex husband.
0: (laughs) No, her ex husband's not not too happy about uh, Jill. Um, the, The double standard, all too familiar. Uh, speaking of double standards, Rudy Giuliani is facing a federal inquiry over possible improper lobbying for Turkey, a source familiar with the matter, told ABC News. The Justice Department's inquiry is separate from the criminal investigation into Giuliani's activities in Ukraine. It wasn't immediately clear when this inquiry, first reported by Bloomberg, began. Giuliani was suspected, or was rather suspended, from practicing law in the totalitarian state of New York last Friday. The appellate division of the New York Supreme Court said it was immediately suspending Giuliani's license. The New York Times says it was because he made false and misleading statements on the stolen 2020 election. This is 2021 in the United States Bananas Republic. So uh, can you say Paul Manafort? Can you say Hunter Biden? Mm -hmm. Uh, A double standard. Wow. So are we not? I mean, there's... I mean, if there's an investigation on Hunter Biden, we haven't heard much about it. And we look at the news every day. I happened to catch Alan Dershowitz on Glenn Beck this
2: morning. I was listening to um, I heard he was coming on. So I wouldn't listen to him. I and mean, you know, Alan Dershowitz, a you know, famous liberal Democrat um, lawyer for 60 plus years. Harvard Law you know, Yeah. worked on the OJ case, several famous cases. And he he talked about this. That it was it it was the biggest injustice in his entire legal career of what was going on with Rudy Giuliani. There's no stopping them. He said it's just unbelievable. And he said and he told Glenn Beck he said this is somebody that's voted for Joe Biden, President Obama, and Bill Clinton. He said it's not political with me. It's it's about the issue of the law, and they they are using the law to go after their political enemies. What it boils down to. Yeah. Well, the New York. Um, what the New York State uh, attorney or New York City district attorney ran, ran on, the, on the issue of she was going to take down Donald Trump.
0: Yeah. That was her yeah. issue.
2: Well, was it yesterday that they dropped? Their, they're not going after Donald Trump.
0: Yeah. yeah. They've dropped it all. Yeah. You know, you really have to ask yourself how much longer can we survive as a country? I mean, we, we spend money we don't have, we constantly lie. I mean our leaders are constantly lying. Yeah, it's we yeah. ignore laws on a regular basis. We apply laws to some and not to others, aka Rudy, Rudy Giuliani. We kill our young, we destroy the nuclear family. Our leaders will say um and do anything to get elected. It's it's laughable how we ignore natural law. I mean we've got a, a trans now running in the Miss the Miss America pageant. Uh, t- t- common sense is totally thrown out the window. We call men, women, women, men, and we punish anyone that does not conform and celebrate. And And how long can we last? Mm-hmm. Uh, really, how long can we last?
2: Well, you know what President Harry Truman said? Is that a word I can say on the radio? <laughs> oh Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, okay. can, yeah, sure. You know, yeah. Yeah, I, We actually had that as a trivia question one time.
2: Okay, you're talking about politicians. President Harry Truman said, My choice early in life was either to be a piano player in a whorehouse or a politician. And to tell
0: you the truth, there's hardly any difference. <laughs> That's true. truth. <laughs> could we get a look? As a Democrat, yeah. Well, uh, could we have Harry Truman back? Hey, let's play political trivia. Lighten things up a little bit. 561-8255. Got a great prize package. You're. It's going to go quick, so don't wait to hear the question. It's going to go quick. Your category is July 4th Independence Day. Political trivia. When we get get back a great prize package. Stay with us. We'll be right back. back in. It is Tuesday, but we are doing political trivia today, a little uh, Tuesday version of it. Uh, Your category, July 4th, Independence Day. Your prize package includes a free oil change for your car pickup at Dave Davis' East Carolina Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram or at Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, a gift certificate from Fit for Life, including two free training sessions with a coach, a $20 gift card to the Pirates Cove Car Wash, proud partner of the ECU Courtesy Car Program, A gift for a free round of golf with card at Ironwood. A $20 gift card to Mucho Bueno for lunch or dinner. Mucho Bueno, real Mexican street food. And a $20 gift card to Gwendy's Goodies Bakery in Aiden. Delicious made-from-scratch goodies. And a gift card to University PC Care. Remember, if you or anyone in your immediate family has won recently, 60 days pass before you play again. First up, and by the way, we've got a couple of lines open. 561-8255. Or toll-free, 963 First up is Thomas in Greenville. Hey, Thomas. Hey, Thomas.
2: Good, uh, good afternoon.
0: I think it's going to go quick, so it might be good that you're the first one in. Here's your question. Americans across the United States will purchase approximately 71 million of these for their July 4th celebrations. What?
2: Uh... Uh, how about hot
0: dogs? That's not it. Good guess. That Good was Bennysford's guess. Yeah, but, that's uh, my that, first. that is not it. Thanks, Thomas. 561 8255. Five. Let's go to Mike in Newburn. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. How you doing? Doing how well. Doing? Good to hear from you again. What do you think? Good. Americans across the United States will purchase approximately 71 million of these for their July 4th celebrations. What? Flags. Flags. That's another great guess. Hmm. That's not that it, though. That is a good guess. That's not it. Thanks, Mike. Five six one eight two five five. There's a lot of things it could be. What do you think? 8, 2, uh five six one eight two five five, 5 or 6, 6, 6, toll-free 3, Let's go to uh, Jessica in Greenville. Hi, Jessica. Hey, Jessica. Hi,
1: how are you doing?
0: Doing well. What do you think? Americans. I will... did
1: not hear it because All I right, was here calling. you go.
0: Here you go. Right. Americans okay. across the United States will purchase approximately 71 million of these for their July 4th celebrations. What? Hot dogs. Oh, that was already said by Thomas, so I'm going to give you another guess. Thomas said okay. that when you were on hold. Um, Fireworks. Fireworks. Another good guess. That's not it. That is not it. Good guess, Jessica. 561 5, 5. Let's go back to Thomas. Hey, Thomas. Thomas, let's see what yeah. you got. What you got? Okay.
2: It's not hot dogs. <laughs> And it's, it's not fireworks.
0: Uh and it's not flags.
2: <laughs> oh Lord.
0: Uh you're not giving a hint yet, are you? Not yet. Okay. All right. Tour. Uh, let's see. Take a guess. Ding 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 ding. Balloons. Ding, ding, ding. Balloons. Balloons not it. Five six one eight two five five. Balloons on fourth of July? That's a birthday party. I guess it's yeah. America's yeah. birthday party. America's there you birthday. go. Let's go to William. Hey, William. Hey, William. How's it going? Good. Americans across the United States will purchase approximately seventy-one million of these for their July Fourth celebrations. What? Is it beer? That's it. There you go. Cases of beer. <laughs> we had to wait for a beer drinker to call in. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's the deal, though. You stop and think. These are. This is not cans of beer. These are cases of beer. We were we we're figuring it was like one billion seven hundred million cans of beer for the fourth of July celebration. So congratulations, William. Hang on the line. Where are you calling from? Newbird. Newbird. New all right, William and Newburn, hang on the line. Clark's gonna get all your information and Benny and I'll be right back. Back to the show. It really makes you Think. He is a genius. He's all powerful. He brought a kind of heat. He could be the best. Just don't hurt yourself, okay? More news and views on Talk 96.3 at 1037. Congratulations, William King of uh, Newburn, more specifically Pollocksville. You got it right. Americans will purchase 71 million cases of beer.
2: That sounds that sounds like a coke or a seltzer or something. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty fi- I, that's a pretty fizzy
0: uh, beer you got there. I guess there.
2: Clark's a white claw guy or something, I guess.
0: <laughs> George Washington, that was one of your Come hints. Oh man, George Washington didn't have to purchase these, he created his own. That was your first hint. Your second hint was the fact that Independence Day is in the middle of the summer adds to the number, but uh, William King didn't need any hints. He got it.
2: Yeah, George Washington was kind, uh, kind of a famous uh, beer and bourbon uh, yeah. or whiskey rye whiskey kind uh, of Yeah, he he had a thriving business for selling whiskey.
0: That'd be interesting if uh, I wonder if they ever have, have any uh, bottles up in Mountain Vernon yet from those years ago. Uh, Town Hall is reporting: Rand Paul has blown up another Fauci claim uh, this time on the Delta variant. Of course, Biden is uh, praising. Anthony Fauci. Anthony Fauci. Um, here's the deal, Biden said. The Delta variant, variant, I'll get it, is more contagious. It's deadlier, and it's spreading quicker around the world, leaving young, unvaccinated people more vulnerable than ever. Please get vaccinated if you haven't already. Let's head off this strain before it's too late. Ram Paul who has been debunking Fauci for more than a year now, is pushing back. He says, uh, don't let the fear mongers win. The New England public England study, public New England study of Delta variant shows 44 deaths out of 53,822 in the unvaccinated group which means the chances of you dying from this variant is 0.08. So uh, are are we just in the midst of another fear-mongering scare tactic? I think so.
2: Well, you know, I think it's all the Democrats have. I mean, really, they they really enjoy this COVID stuff. They love lockdowns. They love fear-mongering. They love being the authoritarians. (laughs) Yeah, that's. I mean, really, what else they got to hang their hats on?
0: And apparently— la county has uh, reinstated the indoor mask deal i tell you what i you know there's going to be out and out rebellion yeah i mean
2: whether you believe i I
0: cannot believe this is going to help their political aspirations
2: regardless if you believe donald trump the election was stolen or not let's just say joe biden won no, the, the only well, <laughs> okay, well, but go ahead. Let, Let's just say, okay, Joe Biden won. But the only way, if if you cannot say the only way Joe Biden won was was COVID, I mean that is the only way. Joe Biden would could not have survived a a normal campaign. Number one, he couldn't have, no. he couldn't have survived a campaign in the primaries. Um, and basically, you had a thriving, booming economy that was hit. The only thing that was hit was COVID.
0: And so that's that's
2: all the Democrats. I mean, that's they, they want this these lockdowns to start back up. They just can't wait.
0: Have you heard what uh, Joe has said recently concerning uh, the right to bear arms? It's uh, About the nukes that we need to trade in or. Yeah. And the, and, and, for and, nukes? The, and the fact that, um, well, and he came out and said uh, if there is a uprising against the government, the government has F-15 fighter planes and nuclear weapons to tamp down. Any anti-government uprising?
2: (laughs) If that's not a a Democrat and Biden voters clue that the president has no clue by that statement, I, I just can't imagine what would happen if Donald Trump made a statement like that or any other Republican president made a statement like that.
0: But in a speech last week, Biden came out and said, quote, and I might add the Second Amendment from the day it was passed, Limiting the type of people who could own a gun and what type of weapon you could own. You couldn't buy a cannon. The Washington Post, the liberal Washington Post, came out and said this is for Pinocchios. In other words, it is royal BS. David Koppel, who is uh, research director for the Second Amendment Project, uh, said, "Quote everything in that statement is wrong. When the Second Amendment was ratified in 1791, there were no federal laws about the type of gun you could own, and no states limited the kind of gun you could own, including a cannon. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole thing is BS. You know, I almost bought a cannon.
2: Did you really? Yeah, I want one bad, but I just, I just know what I'll do. I'll just no, I'll just have to test it out. <laughs> you know, I, I don't need one that can fire." But uh, well, here's the other thing, though. But hey, if he's giving me authority to buy a tank, I'm first
0: on the list. In the meantime, in the meantime, as Stephen Kakowski wrote in the magazine Reload, gun sales are at all time high. For the first time ever, for the first time ever, Smith and Wesson sold more than a billion dollars worth of firearms. A wow. billion dollars. Wow. I mean, the Democrats do more to uh, increase gun sales than the best advertising campaign with unlimited resources could ever do. Hey, thanks for being with us. We'll do it again tomorrow at uh, 5 o'clock. Congratulations again to William King of Newburn, who's our political trivia winner. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye, everybody. All right, all right, all right.